The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Good morning again, everybody. Say to your neighbor, welcome to Open Heavens. So if you're attending a God to do again service for the first time, you're welcome. Um, Don't wait for any particular time. God has begun to lay his hands upon you already. In the name of Jesus, God works with us instantly, silently, and, and completely focus on God and God alone. We welcome the Internet Church. Let's welcome those that are, um, we have a very, very vibrant Internet Church. And we, we welcome you from all over the world. We welcome um, GFH Ibejleki, they are here physically. You're welcome, welcome GFH Keja, they are here physically. <laughs> we welcome them. Um, joining us live right now um, is Gospel House in Cape Town and in South Africa. And Gospel House in Calabar is it's, it's also live. Um, Canada, what's going on? Are they, okay, wait, their time zone, Canada will be live. Praise the name of the Lord. <clears throat> so today we are um, looking at open heavens. We are actually in part three of, of, of the series um, open heavens. And, and today, we are confident that the God of heaven, the one that can open and no one can shut, we open the heavens over your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, that bit you have to do. You have to say, Amen. Amen. <laughs> awesome. Why is that important? Because it's is is like a spiritual transaction. So, God will do his part. You have to do your part. Praise God. Hallelujah. And particularly, I need to say this up front, because I don't know who God is speaking to. I mean, well, I've received that, and I'm really watching out to see what, how God will do it in my life. And I, one thing that I hear God say, the Holy Spirit was saying to me, that the people that have open heavens consistently in their lives. Now, either they are believers or not, they are certain people, they are open heaven people. They they operate with ceaseless, I mean, struggle. And I felt God saying to me, he said it in Yoruba, he said it gives them Ashiri, you know what they call Ashiri? Ashiri is secret. And he's saying, for someone in this place, out of everything that is being said, you are going to get a secret that will keep your heavens open for the rest of your life. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, your perception of God determines Your reality in life. How you perceive God determines how you navigate life, how you experience life. If you see God as some crazy guy up there that just does irrational things, you know, your life will be full of chaos. If you see God as an 
angry man, someone that's just waiting for you to make a mistake so that I can whack your head, that will be your experience. If you see God, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, um, God has been portrayed as a needy God. If you see God as a needy God, you will always come into God's presence thinking he wants to take something from you. God had to say to the Jews, the, the cattle upon a thousand hills are mine. If they belong to me, if I were hungry, I would not tell you. I would just do some barbecue on the mountain. Praise the name of God. So if you see God as a needy God, you will have a problem flowing with God that is a generous, loving father. So is he Jehovah needy or Jehovah Jireh? Which is it to you? And that perception that you have of God, obviously, it's in, we can't fully grasp God. But you see, each level requires a level of revelation of God. So, that knowledge of God actually is what one of the things that triggers your heaven to be opened. And I want you to know today that you have come to a God that if there's one word for him to describe him is goodness. He said to the Jews, have I called you to serve me in vain? I've not called you to, I am a good God. Stop giving me a bad name. Many times when people look at certain Christians, they, they don't want to be a Christian. Why? Because the, 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 the God the Christian is portraying is some angry, gloomy, stingy, wicked God. But to begin it from today, because your heavens are going to open, when people look at your life, they will see your great, your generous, your loving, your superlative Father in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 49 God is saying, yet Jerusalem, my people, say, the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. If maybe you are here, you think God has forgotten you. I've brought good news to you today. And God is saying, never, I can never forget you. Can a mother forget a nursing child? It's, it's very... Uh, the picture God is trying to paint, you know, it's unbelievable. Because even adult children, mothers don't, forget, there are six of us. My mom is here. Praise God. And it's like every single day, she's, she prays for me every single day and sends me the prayer every single day. I'm an, I'm an adult. She came yesterday. She still wanted to kiss me. How can you kiss a grown boy? That's embarrassing. <laughs> I've been telling her since secondary school. She will not stop. Mothers, don't do that to your boys. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 
stress me. If mothers cannot forget their grown children, and God is saying, the mother, can a mother forget a sucking child? Look at how impossible that situation is. God is saying, even if that were possible, that she can feel no love for the child she bore. Next. He says, I will not forget you. Because I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Praise the name of the Lord. I, I think we should give the Lord a big, big hand. For a God that does not forget. You know, I was, I was driving out of the house yesterday and, you know, uh, my cook said to me that, um, Oga, you never pay me my salary. <laughs> you know, because of the fasting, uh, it's been redundant. He just sits down there, does nothing. Looks at me as it is fun, you know. So I actually forgot, and it's, it's, it's not a good thing, you know. So, so when he told me that, you never pay me, I said, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. So I, so I, I looked at him, I tried to make a joke of it. I felt so bad, but I tried to make a joke of it. So I said to him, that, can't you just forget uh, one month's salary? <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me, he had this smile on his face. You know, the, the respectful smile of, if I catch you. <laughs> <laughs> Forget what? Forget? <laughs> and, you know, so I, so I showed him that, okay, once we are done with the fast, I'm going to sort him out. And as I got into the car, the Holy Spirit was saying to me that, Femi, you are my prized possession. You are the reward of my sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. I paid, I worked for you. So I cannot forget you. You are sitting down here today. The cook worked for one month. He didn't shed any blood. He didn't cook any food. Yet he didn't forget his salary. He didn't forget his reward. Jesus went to the cross for you. He laid his life down for you. How can he forget you? breathes you. He says, you are the apple of my eyes. And if, if there's anything you take away from this service, it's the fact that you are too precious to God to be forsaken. You are too precious to God to be forgotten. The God of heaven is saying to you, I can never forget you. I can never forget you. So when we look at open heavens, we are, um, there are two dimensions to it. The first dimension is the collect, has to do with the collective heaven. And the collective heaven has to do with the airspace over a location or a group of people that can either be opened or what? Or closed. So the collective heaven the airspace over a physical location can be closed. The collective heaven over a physical location can be opened. 
the airspace over a group of people, same thing can be closed or can be opened. God says in Matthew 5 that it causes his rain to, shine, to, to fall upon the good and the evil. There is the same collective space. What happens to them will be consistent. Praise the name of the Lord. Even in the collective space, God can bring collective differentiation. In other words, in Egypt, there was a place called Goshen, where the children of God were. There was light in Goshen. The heavens over Goshen was opened, but there was darkness everywhere else in, in Egypt. So, and I'm praying that your family will be that Goshen. Amen. That even if there's a challenge on your street, there will be light in your house. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So, God can deal collectively. God can also, and the second dimension of, of these open heavens is the individualized heavens. And we explained that in the video. And, and that is the fact that God has allocated to everyone individualized hair space over each person's head that can either be opened or can be closed. Everyone seated here has an individualized airspace over their heads that can either be opened or be closed. The question to you is, what is the condition of the heaven over your head? What is the condition of the heaven over your head? I mean, a few pointers. How do you know that people are struggling with closed heaven? You know, the heaven is closed when... You go round in circles. You are merry-go-rounding. There's a lot of movement, but there's no progress. You're just going round in circles. God will visit you today. Amen. Close heavens, when there's no refreshment, when there's no rain, when there's no vitality. Close heavens, when seed becomes dormant, seed becomes irrelevant. You sow the seed, it doesn't germinate. Close heaven. God will sort that out today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Profitless hard work. Close heaven. How do you know that someone might be struggling with a closed heaven when you can easily coexist with darkness? It's closed heaven. Easily coexist with darkness. Closed heaven. When it appears that the person's head rejects prayers, you know there are some people like that. You pray, pray, pray. It's as if the head is just rejecting the prayers. Your head will not reject prayers. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Closed heavens, where there are devourers, you know, you, it's not that you don't earn, but you cannot, you're not abounding. You're earning and it's not little, but it's not abounding. There's a, it's a closed heaven situation. In fact, you're afraid to even sit down and do a summation of what you've earned because you're scared of what you will discover. 
that is going to come to an end today in the name of Jesus. So, and oh no, 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 no. So we see that we have the first dimension, which is the, the collective heavens, and we have the second dimension, which is what? Individualized heavens. So it is possible, very possible, that the collective heaven is opened, but the personal heavens is closed. It's very possible that. Some people are in a place where the heavens are closed collectively and personally also closed. That's the worst place to be, really. It's also possible that the collective heaven is closed, but the personal heaven is open. And that is where you have to take responsibility. That's where you have to take responsibility for. Because many times, many times, you don't control the, initially, you don't control the collective heaven, but you can influence your personal space. So, even when the collective heaven in a location, maybe in a country, is closed, your own personal heavens can be open. Praise the name of the Lord. And I pray to be open in the name of Jesus. In Genesis 26, verse 1, Genesis 26, verse 1, then we, we go straight to verse 12, you know, it, it says, and there was a famine in the land, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, then Isaac, the same, okay, so famine closed heavens, right? Praise the name of the Lord. Fast forward, verse 12. Even though he moved to, to, uh, to the Philistines, it was still a nation that was under a closed heaven. It says, then Isaac sowed in that land, and he received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. So, there was closed heavens in the land, and Isaac had his own open heavens. I'm praying today, regardless of the economy of the nation you are in, wherever you are all over the world, your own heaven will remain opened. Yeah. And like it was said at the vigil, you will outperform the economy of your location. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. So, personal heaven being opened is huge. It's huge. Now, imagine you are in a place called God's favorite house, that the corporate heavens are opened and your personal heavens are opened, your life will know no limits. Praise the name of the Lord. No limits whatsoever. So we see that there is general mercy. God causes his, his, his rain to shine upon, his rain to fall upon the good and the evil, there's and the sun to shine upon the, the good and the evil. But, but there is individualized mercy. For instance, God said that there's something called the sure mercies of David that comes by covenant with God. And I pray today that as your heavens opened, you come into individualized 
mercy of God in the name of Jesus. What made David... There are things that... What David did, Saul did not do half of. Did you know that? He didn't do half of what David did. But Saul did not have the individualized mercy of God. I pray that everyone here today, that it will please God to open that chapter in your life of covenant mercy in the mighty name of Jesus. That's where everybody else might be struggling. You will walk effortlessly in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, and as that begins to happen, you need to trash closed heaven talk. You need to trash closed heaven lingo. Or lingua. You need, to, you need to trash it. What are closed heaven lingua? I mean, you know, again, if you are the video, we, we dealt with that a little bit. If you, if, you, if you find yourself saying something like, things like, um, Kesera, Sera, what will be, will be. It is a closed heaven language. You have to delete it from your vocabulary or your, from your system. Totally. When you, when you say things like, oh, why is God not answering my prayers? Maybe something is wrong with me. Closed heaven. You need to stop saying things like that. If God is going to answer one person's prayer, it's going to be you. Amen. That is the heart that you must have. Don't say, oh, if only I had a, a good education, you know, because I'm not really educated. My parents did not educate me. I have, I have, I have a huge setback. You know, that's why I'm not enjoying the things. It's a closed heaven way of thinking. Open heavens does not recognize degrees or certificates. It doesn't. You should get an education if you have an opportunity to. But it doesn't. Things like this is how my father did it. This is the limitation of my parents. Must come to an end. Do I get an amen? amen. So as we press further and consider the things that trigger open heavens, the keys that unlock open heavens, a couple of them, I mean, I, I just breezed through like, like three. The third one will even open the door to so many others as the Holy Spirit will direct you. But, but the, the first one is, is that for you to unlock the heavens, number one, you must pray. You must pray. You must pray. James 5, 7, 17 and 18. Elijah was as human as we are, yet when he prayed, when Elijah prayed, the heavens opened. You must pray. There's no substitute to prayer. In fact, I've explained before, when I first got saved, you know, I, prayer was so hard. I thought prayer was so hard that I actually embarked on a study to find substitute to prayer. At the end of my study, my conclusion was pray, pray, pray. <laughs> you know, there's no substitute to prayer. And it's a beautiful thing the way you have been praying since morning. 
Praise the name of the Lord. You have to understand that the supernatural only respond when people of God take their place in prayer. You have to pray. You have to pray. You have to pray. Prayer connects earth to heaven. Prayer shatters the gates of brass. Prayer takes out limitations from our lives. Prayer is indispensable. And one of the strongest forces in prayer, in fact, the strongest, if not the only force in prayer, is, is your, um, your stand with God. Let, let's see that in 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17, I, Elijah made a huge statement here. He says, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall be no dew or rain. So the, the power of prayer is your standing with God. Praise the name of the Lord. So, the, the power of prayer is what? Is your standing with God. Is your standing with God. So, the first thing you need to pay attention to if you want to have power with God in prayer is your standing with God. There will be no dew nor rain except at my word before the Lord According to the word of the Lord, before whom I stand. Before whom I stand. And because you've come to stand in God's presence today, your word will be heard on high. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, so the first thing you need to pay attention to is your, your standing with God. Your heavens will open. Amen. Your standing with God needs to be intact. The first thing, to unlock the heavens, you must pray. The second thing, to unlock the heavens, this may shock some people, you must tithe. To unlock the heavens, you must tithe. Now, of course, a lot of battering has happened on, on the concept of tithing because a lot of abuse has also taken place. But you see, some say that the tithe is the law. So we are not under, <laughs> under the law. We are under the grace. We are under grace. We are under the law and all that stuff. If you read the Bible well, you will discover that the tithe existed before the law. Praise the name of the Lord. Except before the law. That's number one. Number two, as we are going to see today, that no law is backed up by a promise. There is no law in heaven or on earth that is backed up by a promise. Um, let me give you an example. We have a law um, in Nigeria. Give me a law in Nigeria. Okay, traffic light, traffic light. That, that's the law, right? So red says what? Stop. So, so when you get to the traffic light and the government says when you see the red light, you stop. It's the law. So you see the red light, you stop. Does the government say, if you stop, we will give you some dividends? Hmm? 
thou shalt not kill, is the law. You will never see in the Bible, thou shalt not kill so that your bands can be increased. Never. Never. No one backs a law with a promise. Laws are backed by authority. However, principles are backed by promises. Laws are backed by what? Authority. I mean, those of us that are parents, you know, our model of parenting, we are dictators in, in our homes, you know. We say, put off the TV now. What happens to the TV? It goes off. If it doesn't happen, what happens? What, 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 what? Those bass, 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 bass. Something is wrong if you can't say to your child, put off the TV and he puts off the TV. And you have to say, put off the TV and give you sweets. Law is backed by authority. However, however, principles are backed by promises. If you come first, if you get a star in all your papers, you are getting a new car to university. Is that a law? What's that? It's the principle of success. You're, 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 so, and it's backed by a promise. You're saying, this is what will happen. Now, does the child, the child can decide, I don't, I don't want the star. I want, I mean, you will not have such a child. <laughs> but honestly, I mean, my mom was probably hearing this for the first time. But when I entered university, I, I said to myself, you know, I can't make a first class. But I said, I don't want to make a first class. Because that would mean I won't, I won't, uh, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> so I wanted to do this. And I will come up with a good day. So from year one, I decided I didn't want the first class. That's a foolish thinking. Don't, don't think like that if you're a, a student here. I changed my mind in year three. Ah, that thing is not bad, though. But it was too late. So I just managed a two-one. Praise the Lord. Don't look at me like that. Manage it one. <laughs> My point is this. The child doesn't have to get a star. But if he pays the price and gets a star, he knows he's going into the university with what? With a brand new car. A flip side to that is it depends who your father is. Your dad is, is driving sucking sock. <laughs> Hearing better. You have to push sweat. You, when you park in your house, you park on a hill. So in the morning, you can all push there. You can enter the car. Then that father says to you, make a star. You are getting a brand new car. He said, Daddy, <laughs> I will make it to make you happy. 
I'll make it to make you happy. But the God of the heavens and the earth says in Malachi 3.10, he says that if you bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there will be food in my house. He says, test me in this and see, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Who is speaking? I mean, you should be excited about that. The person that is speaking is capable of doing it. He's capable of doing it. And that cannot be a law. I've explained to you. This, again, this thing I'm teaching you by the grace of God. I didn't read it in any book. I didn't hear it from anyone. God sat me down and explained this principle and law thing that I just explained to you right now. If you've heard it before, you know, God can tell different things to different people at different times. <laughs> and he's still God. That is not a law. No one backs up a law with a promise. And he, say, he puts his reputation on it. He says, test me in this. So if your heavens are shut, or you're struggling with a closed heaven, check. You may be shutting it yourself. Or you're experiencing open heavens, but you, your mind, you know something is coming. You know something is coming. Check that what is coming may not be closed heavens. If you want to unlock heavens, you must pray. You must what? You must tithe. Number three, you must be aligned. You must be aligned. You must be aligned with heaven. God says, walk, for instance. The man that does not walk must not eat. You don't like to walk. You cannot have open heavens. I'm sorry. That is, you, can't, you are not aligned with God. If you're a woman here, you're feeding a man that is not walking. You are, you are committing a crime that is punishable by imprisonment. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking, no. But don't do it. Don't do it. Never feed a man that is not working. Never. That doesn't want to work. Don't feed him. Say, but pastor, where is the place for love? Well, be aligned. God says, take the Holy Communion. Take the Holy Communion. We explained on Thursday that the master of open heavens taking Holy Communion. Just take it. Don't say, hey, what if I don't take the Holy Communion? Will I go to hell? That's not the point. The point is you are here on earth and God has made provision for you. Be baptized, for instance. We had loads and loads of people got baptized yesterday. Praise the name of the Lord. You know? And their heavens were opened. Jesus was baptized. The heavens was opened upon him. You be baptized. Say, oh, why should I be baptized? If I don't get baptized, will I... Would I not go to heaven? That is not the point. That's not it. That's missing the point. When we, when, 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 I mean, now, I mean, I can now comfortably say, before, when I say it, I, I usually would be joking. When I started pastoring, I used to say that when we were growing up, I usually was joking. But all of a sudden, 
I'm not joking anymore. <laughs> when we were growing up, <laughs> there's what they call, we used to say you are yearning OP, off point. Then, then it changed to you are yearning uh, dust. Then it changed to you are yearning what? Opata. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you are yearning opata. Just be aligned with God. And this can go on and on and on in different areas. Stop arguing with your maker. Just be aligned. Just be aligned. And you will see your heavens fling open. And when the heavens open, you can expect, number one, clear communication with heaven. Clear, undisturbed communications. Ezekiel 1.1, the word of God says that, on the 21st of July of the 13th year, while I was with the Judean exile beside Kerba River in Babylon, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. You are going to see crystal clear visions of God Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Because your heavens are going to open. Amen. When your heaven opens, the second thing to expect is that angels begin to work for you. Angels begin to minister to you. They begin to work for you. In Genesis 28, verse 12, it says, He dreamed Jacob, and behold, a ladder set up on earth, and the top of it reached the heavens. The heavens were opened over him. And behold, the angel of, of, of God ascending and descending. Everybody say, ascending and descending. When I read it, I was like, wait. Ascending and descending. If you check all these translations, it's ascending and descending. If you check the original, the Hebrew, it's ascending and descending. I'm like, shouldn't, it, shouldn't angels be descending and ascending? Why is it ascending and descending? My brain works like that sometimes. Why is it, it should be angels? It should be what? And ascending. But the Bible says it is what? Fast forward, Jesus was making a statement about himself in John chapter 1, verse 51. Jesus says, and he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you will see heaven open, and the angels of God doing what? Ascending and descending on the Son of Man. I, I said ascending and descending again. Those instances are huge statements to you and I that... The initiative has to come from earth. The initiative has to come from where? From earth. The initiative for the heavens to open, for angelic activity, for movement in the supernatural has to come from earth. It has to come from earth. Ascending and descending. The initiative has to come from you. It's what you do. That triggers the supernatural. The initiative has to come from earth. If you read Matthew 16, verse 19, it says, And I will give you the keys. Everyone say keys. Keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Wait, 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 wait. Where did it start from again? Earth. Before it is defected in heaven. 
We are saying heaven should do stuff. Heaven is saying we are waiting for you to do stuff. We are saying, God, I need you to do ABC. God says, no, 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 no. You do ABC. Then I do DEF. The initiative must be with you. And you will take the initiative today. In the name of Jesus. To bind, to lose, to allow or to disallow. To permit. These are different um, translations and meanings. To permit and to prohibit. Guess what? To imprison and to set free. I give you the keys. What do you use keys for? To lock and to open. Are you going to lock your heavens? Or are you going to open your heavens? The keys are going to be in your hands today. The initiative is from earth. So, when the heavens open, clear communications with heaven, number one. Two, angels begin to walk with you. Angels begin to, they are angels that, that walk with us. They are angels. Angels begin to walk with you. Number three, to expect when the heavens open. I mean, this, this, this is the obvious one, but there's so much in, in it. It's so loaded, it's unbelievable. Expect rainfall. When the heavens open, rain of blessings come upon you. And the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. You know, it's strange to say that you are, if you check everyone in the Bible, every single one that God blessed, none of them remain poor. Not one. Why should you remain poor? Why? Give me one reason. I hope your response is, I have no reason to remain poor. <laughs> none. None. Because God's reign of blessing will rest upon you. And, and you see, and some people just have a problem with with. I mean, Christians talking about wealth and, and being, I mean, talking about, if you, if you listen to us, you know that we are all about Jesus, right? Yeah. But Jesus didn't lack anything. They said that, oh, uh, he rode on a donkey. He, did, he, was, he, didn't, he didn't ride a Lexus. Come on. The mode of transportation at that time, donkey was pristine. He didn't even ride ordinary donkey. He rode donkey that People put their clothes on the floor. Now, I'm not saying that's what we should be doing. I'm just saying that their argument is lame. Jesus did not only ride on a donkey. Guess what? Jesus walked on water. He had no limitation. He needed money. The bank had closed. They were beside the river. He said, Peter... One fish there. They open the mouth, gold inside. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> My point is this. Stop excusing poverty. Stop it. And the people that insist that Christians must be poor, let them be poor. Let them taste the poverty now. Let them carry it. Praise the name of the Lord. God said, concerning you and I, Deuteronomy 28, 12. 
that I will open at this time, this proper time, I will open my rich treasury in heavens and will bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations. You will never need to borrow. And there are different types of rain that are coming upon us. Rain of abundance. For some people, it's the rain of oil. I've been praying, rain of anointing of the Holy Spirit. For some, it's the rain of babies. For some, it's the rain of visions. For some, it's the rain of supernatural strength. What rain do you need today? I pray that God will give it to you. But you see, the truth is this. There's, this, there's another side to the story. For the enemy, open heavens means something very devastating to the enemy. Because as God is raining blessings on his children, it can also rain trouble for the enemy. Psalm 11 verse 6 says, the ESV translation says to us, let him rain coals on the wicked, fire and sulfur. <laughs> Ouch. And a scorching wind shall be the portion of their cup. Now, just a few people received that. One of the greatest advice anybody can give anybody is don't fight God's children. There are some people you should not fight. Even if they offend you, just smile. I say, because of your daddy, you can go. You know, even on earth, there are some people that when they do something wrong and, they, and you hear the name of their dad, they just say, but tell him that I did this for I, I let you go. <laughs> because of who your dad is. There are some people you should not fight because it's a terrible thing to fight them. Praise the name of the Lord. There was the king of the Amorites, the five kings, when Jerusalem was still under the, the control before the, the Jews came in, the king of Jerusalem had said that Gibeon, the Gibeonites were a strong force. And the Gibeonites had got to submit to, to the Jews. So the king of Jerusalem was like, if the Gibeonites, as powerful as they are, have gone to submit to the Jews, ah, he called the five kings of the Amorite kings, let us destroy the Gibeonites and take the Jews. And Joshua they sent help to Joshua, and Joshua got up, and God said to him, don't be afraid of them. That was when Joshua said to the son, stand still. Let me finish this matter. I have not done yet. Verse 11 of Joshua 10. As the Amorites retreated, the battle was so strong. The children of God were winning. The enemy was retreating, wanting to run away. Down the road from Beth Horon, the Lord destroyed them with a terrible rain of large stones. It was raining large stones on them. Now, the Jews were on this side. The enemy was on this side. The stones were only raining on the enemies. It's called hailstones. From heaven that continued until they reached Azekah. The hail killed more of the enemy than the Israelites killed with their sword. The victory you will get God, by the time you will, you will walk, you will, you will get some stuff done. But by the time you look back, you will see that God has done much more than you can ever, I think. Yeah. Or imagine in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yes. 
God can rain fire. There's a story in 2 Kings 1, 9-14. You read that story, I mean. It's a very, very interesting story. So, Ahab, do you know the very troublesome Ahab that Elijah dealt with, with his wife Jezebel? Ahab had died. The, the next king of Israel, you know, very not so smart guy, fell sick. He fell from, from where he was and uh, fell sick. Then he went to inquire of, of, a, of, of, a, of a Beelzebub, of a foreign god. Now, because he went to require from a foreign god, God was angry. You know, if you're a child of God, that something happens to you, and you are running to, to, to another god, God will be jealous. God will be angry. So God said, so while he sent his messengers to go to the altar of a foreign god, God said to Elijah, go and give him this message. So Elijah gave his messengers the message. And he said, describe the man that told you that because God said to him, you are going to die on that sick bed. Shebi, there's no God in Israel. That you are running to look for another God. That sick bed, that's where you are going to die. So he said to them, who gave you this message? He said, we don't know. There was one man. He said, describe him. He says, he has beard. He's wearing beard. He says, ah, Elijah of Tishbite. <laughs> Elijah of Tishbite. He had a reputation. When... Say the king will borrow himself some sense and go and say, okay, okay, I'm sorry, how do we make this right? You know, some people, when they are foolish, they are just foolish. They are foolish, they are just foolish. Complete foolishness. That will not be your portion. If you make a wrong step, you should be able to retrace your steps. There's, There's no shame in it. None. What did he do? He sent a captain and 50 soldiers to go and arrest Elijah. Elijah was sitting on a hill. They came. The captain too opened his mouth and says, come down from there. We have come to arrest you. Oh, man of God. Elijah said, if I am a man of God, as you have said, you said I'm a man of God. Let's test it. <laughs> if, I, because if it's a conditional statement, you know, I mean, if I am a man of God, let the heavens open, let fire come down and consume him. Boom! Roasted. Barbecue. <laughs> she, the king, will have some sense. Complete foolishness will not be your portion. Yeah. He sent another 50 and captain. That one was even more arrogant. He was like, come down! King, I said we should bring you Oh, man of God. Hey, hey, I'm a man of God. Can we test it? If I am a man of God, as you have said, let fire come down. Meanwhile, you saw the roasted body. <laughs> and you still did not borrow yourselves of brain. Am I saying the right thing? Have we trained the right? Borrow yourself brain. That's, that's not our generation. <laughs> And Elijah said, if I be a man of God, as you have said, let the fire come from heaven. Let the heavens open, fire come down. Vroom! Roasted. Barbecue. <laughs> then, the king, when someone is completely foolish, utterly foolish, still sent another 50. They knew what happened, though. 
news went to, because they, they, they actually knew. That one had home training. The other stood by the foot of the hill, tried to summon Elijah. That one, the Bible says they climbed up. Say, Oga, please don't be angry. <laughs> they have sent me a foolish message. Just be merciful on me. I can't see barbecue. <laughs> you know, you know, my grandmother would say that if they send you a message of a slave, you will deliver it as a, as a, as a, as a child that has bread. So God said to Elijah, go with him. Don't be afraid of them. Elijah went and said to the king, is it because there's no God in Israel that you have gone to look for a foreign God? Thus says the Lord. The foolish king still did not repent until Elijah pronounced it and he died. I'm praying that you will have sense. Amen. You will have sense to repent. Amen. You will have sense to change your path Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Rainfall. And this rainfall, in fact, we can I mean, it's, it's so it's so huge. When the heavens opened, abundance. You know, something happened. There's what they call um, God sometimes. Um, I can't can say this in English. What, I, what's the English word for Sherubawa? What's, that? what's the English word? Paddy? Scared them. Scared them is too. You know. <laughs> anyway, it's, it, means, it means scared them in a. In, a, in an intimidating, dramatic way, you know? Pepe Dev. <laughs> Thank you. Second Kings 7, 1 to 2. Second Kings 7 wants to say, Elisha replied, listen to this message from the Lord. Message from who? This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow, in the market of Samaria, not in a distant place, in this market. Six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver. And 12 quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, that couldn't even happen. If, even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. But Elisha replied, you will see it happen with your eyes, but you will not be able to eat any of it. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you will not only see it with your eyes, Amen. you will eat abundantly of it Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Be careful. Don't join the people that disdain God. It's, it's very trendy these days. People have no regard for heaven. It's actually, look at, I've done the math. I'm, I'm the economist here. This is your God. Even if he opened the windows of heaven, you said by this time tomorrow, you don't even give yourself some time for the market to adjust. <laughs> by this time tomorrow, You know what God said? God said, that window of heaven 
is what I'm going to open. And see how God opened it. Four lepers got up and said, let us go to the enemy camp. God opened the window of sound from heaven. The Sherubawa one. The enemy heard the sound and concluded that they are finished. They abandoned everything they had. Their gold, their silver, their wealth, everything. The lepers ran back to the king and said, Ah, see what we have found. The king checked. It was true. The people were excited. There was, I mean, when, when people are thirsty and there's water, there will be a rush, right? So the king appointed that officer to be the traffic controller. May you not be the traffic controller when people are rushing for their blessings. No, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. It was the traffic controller. The Bible says they trampled him to death. And that same day, according to the word of the Lord, the measure of flour was sold for exactly the same amount according to the word of the Lord. And he opened the windows of heaven. So how he chooses to open the windows of heaven is not my business. Don't say, God wants to open the windows of heaven, you're looking up to heaven. No, 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 no. God is more creative than that. What He can do it in any way he chooses. What he did for these people is this. He just opened the window of Sherubawa sound. Okay, increase the volume there. Uh, small, small. You know, boom. <laughs> All of that began to run. <laughs> you know, that, he opened the windows of heaven. I'm praying for you today that you will not live the same, the same way you came in here. Amen. That the God of heaven will open the windows of heaven Amen. and change your life dramatically. Amen. Okay, okay. So when, when the heavens open, you have clear communications. Angels work for you. Number three, you have rainfall, the different dynamics and different sides of rainfall. And... Um, Finally, number four, you have protection. You have protection. When your heaven opens, you have protection. Why? Because open heavens attract attacks. It does. Open heaven attracts attacks because open heavens can be individualized. So you can be in a place that people are suffering and your own heaven is open and your family is flourishing and people are suffering. They will do you bad belly. And if they have Stuff they can use to harm you, they will try it, but they will fail because you are protected. In Genesis 26, that that we read from verse 12, when Isaac planted his crops that year, when the heavens were shut and there was famine in the land, Isaac planted his own crops. He harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted. For the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man and his Wealth continue to grow. Your wealth will continue to grow. In the name of Jesus. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, heads of cattle, servants. The Philistines became what? The Philistines became what? They became jealous of him. When one person 
is experiencing open heavens. It's not your fault that there's a corporate closed heaven. But your own heaven will be opened. Amen. Don't be apologetic because, oh, your, your friend that you grew up together for the past 50-something years, is, I pray that his own heaven too will be opened. But you don't need his permission for your own heavens to be opened. Praise the name of the Lord. So they became jealous of him. So the Philistines did what? They filled up all Isaac's well with death. There's a characteristic of, of small-minded and poor people. They always want to pull other people down. You see someone that is growing and flourishing, is experiencing an open heavens. It's not to say, oh, but come and show me how to open this heaven. Why would you feel is If Isaac had fought, he would have destroyed the Philistines. But because of his personality, he just went until, and dug another one, they filled it again, dug another one, they filled it again until he got to Rehoboth, and God made room for him. If there had been David, he did it as a well. You went upon. Be ready for war. And you know who's going to win. Uh, so, again, some people are like Isaac. God bless you. This one that you're looking like. It's like David. By nonsense. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Glory to God. God knows that when he opens the windows of heaven, then the devourers will now try to come and attack you, but they will fail. Yeah. That's why after Malachi 10, God had to put Malachi 11. And Malachi, sorry, 3.10, God had to put Malachi 3.11. Malachi 3.11 says, and I will rebuke the devourers for your sakes. And it shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Amen. Neither shall your vine cast a fruit before time. Amen. Says who? The Lord. Says the Lord of hosts. Says the Lord of hosts. So with open heavens come protection. Not only will I open the windows of heaven, I will protect you. I will protect you. Yeah. Says the Lord. Of, you know, when God introduces himself as different things, you should check which one is it. Is it it here as who? The Lord of hosts. He says, I will protect you. It says, says the Lord El Shaddai. You know, he says, I will protect you. It says, oh, says the, the Lord El, El Leon. It says, I will protect you. Says the Lord El Gibor the Lord of hosts, the mighty man in battle. In other words, I will guarantee your personal protection. Amen. Let's give it all a big hand. A big hand. A big hand. So at this time, I want us to bow our hearts as we bow our heads. As we contemplate on what we have heard, 
Your heavens must be open today. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray with you. You're here. You're sitting down there. And you know that the strength of your prayer is in your standing with God. And you know that you don't have a good standing with God. You're not born again. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. Pastor, can you pray with me? My heavens need to be open. I want to pray with you. Or you used to be born again. You're backslidden. You're no longer with God. Can I come back? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. God bless you. They're putting up their hands already. Put up your hands. That is me. Just put up the hand. God bless you. God bless you. Over there, over there, over there. Put, put up your hands. Just keep the hands up. That is me, Pastor. Put up the hand. There's no need to be completely foolish, particularly on a day like this. You know it's not working. God bless you. God bless you over there. God bless you over there. Keep the hands up. God bless you. God bless you at that corner. God bless you. Right at that corner. We service in that corner. God bless you. At the overflow, keep the, keep the hands up. There's no need to be foolish. Don't be like that king of Israel that is foolish to death. Completely foolish. That is me, pastor. Pray with me. Put up that hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Once you have the card, God bless you, my sister. You can put out that hand. Once you have the card, put out your, put out your hand for, for, for a while. I'm, I'm going to tell you what to do next. But that is me, Pastor. God bless you. Keep the hands up. But if you don't have a card, keep the hands up. That is me. You're, you're still looking. You're still like, should I? Should I? Should I? Should I not? Remember, it, the initiative, God bless you, starts from the earth. The initiative is yours. The ball is in your court. The angels are ascending and they are descending. Are they going to ascend on your behalf today? Your move, my brother. Your move, my sister. Pastor, pray with me. Put up that hand over your head. Quickly. They are putting up, put up. Shoot it up. Shoot it up. And, and take a card. And the overflow. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Keep the, I'm, I'm still waiting for you. At the overflow, put up that hand. I can see you. God bless you. Shoot it up. Shoot it. Today, in the name of Jesus, the heavens will be opened over you. If you have the card, you've surrendered your life to Jesus. I want you to get up and come forward. Make your way forward. Wherever you are, if you're in the overflow, get up and come into the auditorium. Get up. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. If you're saying, can I join them? I didn't put up my hand, but I need to get up. You can get up too. Just get up. 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 Don't wait for the car. Just get up. Just get up and come. That is me, Pastor. Today, I am tired. I need to take the initiative. Get up and come. Get up and come. That is me. I stay alive. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Get up, get up. Ushers, let's help them. Let's help them. Let's, let's, let's trust them. Let's encourage them to come out. Get up, get up. From the overflow, keep coming. Get up and come. Get up and come. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Ushers, let's help them. Let's help them. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. 
up and come down. Get 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 up. Get up. Waiting, you're waiting, keep coming, keep coming, you're waiting. Get up and come. Get up and come. You're welcome, keep coming, keep coming. We are waiting, we we'll wait, we we'll wait for you. Come in, my brother. Come in, my sister. Let's pray, let's, let's, let's pray for this one. Let's, let's intercede for brothers and sisters. Keep coming. We are waiting, we we'll wait, keep coming. Can you still get up and come? Yes, you can, my brother. Yes. Yes, you can. Please, let's stretch out our hands and pray for our brothers, our sisters, these wonderful people that has responded to God today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we pray for your sons and your daughters, Lord. We, we ask in the name of Jesus that you reveal yourself to everyone here, Lord. Let their heavens be opened, Lord. Lord, change these lives totally, totally. Establish them in your kingdom and let your name and your name alone be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.